Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. House Republicans passed their sprawling energy bill on Thursday, delivering the party their biggest legislative win since they took control of the chamber in January. Now, the energy package won't advance in the democratically controlled Senate, and President Joe Biden has vowed to veto the bill. But still, elements of the legislation could be the start of bipartisan negotiations on a narrower energy issue, permitting. So today, Politico's Josh Siegel on Republicans passing their big energy bill and what's next. It's Friday, March 31st. So this is House Republicans' biggest legislative win since they took control of the chamber in January. And what enhances it is the fact that Four Democrats, not a large amount, but it's some, join Republicans, except one of them, to vote for this. So essentially, that has enabled Speaker McCarthy, had a big press conference after the bill passed with other committee leaders and said, this is bipartisan. This is a bipartisan bill. And really what it's intended to do is to counter President Biden's energy agenda and just continue this accusation they've made ahead of the 2024 election that his climate agenda, his move to shift the economy off fossil fuels has contributed to record high gasoline prices that have since come down, of course, but really bad last year and just broader inflation and also a geopolitical element where they're saying U.S. energy of all forms, we should be producing it here. We do it cleaner. We don't want to depend on China and Russia and moving to green too quickly will enhance that. So it does give them a powerful message to run on, even if from a substance standpoint, the Senate is unlikely to take up much of this package. Yeah. So how are Democrats responding then? Do they feel that Republicans have hit a winning message here? No, not at all. I mean, every Democrat, but four of them voted against this bill and they feel like the Republicans just really haven't hit on a message that makes sense. Like, It is mostly, if you look at the policies, it's a very sprawling bill, but it is mostly an oil and gas bill. So as much as there's an emphasis on streamlining regulations, which would end up helping clean energy more because that's what developers are building, there are more specific policies in here for oil and gas. And you're seeing members like a Steve Scalise, who they're really giving a lot of ownership over this. They're saying it's his bill. You know, I was, again, this press conference with leadership, and he's someone who represents an oil and gas district in Louisiana, and he's really hitting the oil and gas elements. So I talked with Kathy Castor, who chaired the climate committee, select climate committee that House Republicans, of course, dismantled. And she's saying none of this agenda makes sense in this moment. They ignore the fact, as in they, as in Republicans, that high fossil fuel prices, that was the primary driver of inflation and that people are, are tired of the volatility of oil and gas. And, you know, the Republicans are kind of putting us behind in this shift to clean energy into electric vehicles. And they're just using talking points of the past while maybe sprinkling in, as Democrats are saying, so-called permitting reform. Yeah. So given all that, what happens next here with permitting in particular, which we know is the piece of this bill that Senate Democrats might be most interested in working on? 
Yeah, so it was interesting to hear some Republicans on Thursday, including Natural Resources Chairman Bruce Westerman and Speaker McCarthy, shift a little from the way they've been talking. They've been very open that permitting is really maybe the only piece that Senate Democrats would take seriously and, and the president. But now they're like, hey, they should take up the whole bill. It was bipartisan. Of course, reality will hit pretty quickly here. And that's just kind of the afterglow of a, a big win. But but yeah, I mean, I think what you'll see is we spoke with a number of senators this week in both parties who say they're interested. They say, look, I mean, even though the House put forward this really partisan bill, like it's good that they have something to offer and we just need to kind of bring it more in our wheelhouse, which means, of course, again, what brings Senate Democrats to this conversation is doing transmission, make it easier to build these interstate power lines that get bogged down at the state and local level. And it's the, the same, you know, dividing lines that have been there since late last year where Senator Joe Manchin tried to do something similar. But now that Republicans are invested in it, they weren't last time because they didn't want to give Manchin a win after the Inflation Reduction Act. You know, there's maybe some more optimism in the Senate that something can happen. We heard from Republicans, the top Republicans on the key committee, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, John Brasso of Wyoming. They say they're working on legislation. We confirm that those committees from the Democratic side are planning hearings. So I think you'll see pretty quickly some movement, some discussion, but it's going to be very thorny to reach a deal. And then you bring that all into the debt ceiling discussion where some House Republicans are kind of itching to bring permitting into that because they want to get some concessions out of agreeing to lift the debt ceiling. And they view permitting as maybe ripe for that because it is bipartisan. But a lot of senators are very skeptical of that given how high stakes the debt ceiling and the need to to address that is. Also, the Biden administration unveiled a new draft rule on Thursday to open up more federal land to conservation by amending the 47-year-old Federal Land Policy and Management Act. The rule would represent one of the biggest changes to how the Interior Department manages the 245 million acres of federal land it oversees potentially shifting more land towards conservation and restoration. Land and water conservation has emerged in the past several months as a central push in President Joe Biden's energy and environmental agenda. But the new rule will almost certainly face resistance from some Republican lawmakers, along with some far-right groups. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Josh Siegel is the usual host of the podcast. Normal Malekwal is the podcast producer. Raghu Manavalan edited the show this week. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back on Monday. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.